Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and today we have Marie Barker. Marie Barker is a high-vibe women's wellness coach with a passion and specialty in meditation, mindset, and holistic living. A former high school English teacher with a past of chronic illness, stress, and depression, she has done the work to heal and shares her journey living with PCOS openly and authentically. Marie transitioned to be a full-time online coach in 2017 and is the creator of the Be Well Club, a virtual wellness community for women committed to greater well-being through simple daily habits. She is the host of Live on Purpose podcast, creator of the Know Your Flow Cyclical Living program, which we will be talking all about today, and as well, the Stress Less and Learn to Meditate program. And all of this can be found um, with her Instagram on Instagram at Marie Barker wellness. And, you know, she's also found to have daily dance parties and sharing relatable tips. And so make sure and follow her, check out her stories. Marie, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. And I'm literally shit grinning right now because today on my Instagram, I was doing like hip gyrations. So, <laughs> <laughs> so whoever goes to it today, you're welcome. <laughs> That's perfect. That is so perfect. I love that. <laughs> and it just goes to show like the energy that you portray and you dancing on your stories. When we actually met via Instagram, we still are yet to meet in person, but it doesn't feel like that. I feel like I know you so near and dear to my heart. So I'm so happy to have you on here to talk about the Know Your Flow program. Honestly, Kels, I'm so honored. And the fact that your podcast is called Joyfully You, for everybody listening, I'm just buckle up. Like you're about to get some sunshine. <laughs> All of my friends and the people in my life joke that I'm sunshine in human form. And that's not like a, you know, pump tires type thing. That's just a, I live so according to my joy. If it feels good, I do it. If it feels good, I follow it. And I try to really pay that forward and share that. So today I'm just like buzzing and jazzed up and prepare to get some energy from this one. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. And a lot of people say that that's why they tune in is they want a little pick me up. And so you guys listening to this right now, just know that if you like this episode with Marie, you can go follow her podcast. She also has a podcast that I've been on as well. um, And I'll have that in the show notes. But anyways, let's get to the, let's get to the goods. So I I didn't, when I was going through your uh, biography, I didn't realize that you have PCOS. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey? Yeah, that one is actually the most recent uh, diagnosis. And I think it's really important to start with story just, you know, to have that emotional connection because people might be listening going, okay, wonderful. Who's this wellness coach who probably doesn't have the same problems that I have. She probably doesn't experience the same challenges as I do. And I'm here to say, number one, that yeah, I do. And I have, and I did. (laughs) So my, you know, um, struggles with my health started really early on when I was 14, 15, I started experiencing really debilitating uh, period symptoms and PMS symptoms. And so I went to my doctor and she did what any good doctor would do, which she was taught to do. She put me on hormonal birth control. And I didn't know at the time, I just trusted her judgment. I trusted her opinion. So I did the thing, you know, and then everybody else around me was doing the same. So I didn't think anything of it. Well, fast forward (laughs) 10 years six different kinds of birth control and a whole host of issues in every single body system, you know, my liver and my mind, like mood swings and depression and all of these, like all these different symptoms throughout my body. 
And I just knew at that point that it was time to, you know, come back home to myself. It was time to get off of hormonal birth control. And it was time for me to figure out more natural methods because my body was, you know, telling me this is not working for us. So after 10 years of hormonal birth control, I went off of the uh, pill. Actually, the last version I used was the CARP IUD, which is a, it's a great version if you're going to go for uh, birth control methods. For me personally, my body was rejecting it. It was like, no, get this out of me, get this out, you know. And uh, when I went off of hormonal birth control, this is actually when all of the symptoms from 1415 became so exacerbated in my body, because not only was I now dealing with all of the symptoms, you know, that pre-hormonal birth control Marie was dealing with, but now this was 10 years later, 10 plus years later, and in, in this adult woman body, and my body was now detoxing from all the synthetic hormones and whatever else is in birth control. I was a mess. I was truly a mess. I developed such intense, painful cystic acne. My mood swings were insane. I felt crazy. I um, Food allergies and sensitivities like I never had before. I mean, I did, you know, I've not been able to eat gluten or dairy and a few other things since I was young, but this was like next level. This was like corn, soy, eggs, rice, like you name it. And it was on my, on my hit list. And so I really struggled, you know, in those, those two, three years rebalancing and um, yeah, really just creating this, this new level of homeostasis in my body post pill along that time after, you know, I was dealing with all this and healing uh, from my birth control journey, I was getting this really sharp shooting pain in my right side of my pelvis. And when I was one, I had an inguinal hernia. And so I kind of just thought, you know, like in the nineties, they used this like mesh to heal and repair hernias. I thought, what if this mesh is like another thing in my body that my body's trying to reject? So I really was panicked about this because I asked my doctor about it. And she said, at this point, if you try to do surgery on that mesh, like that mesh is fused now with your body. So even if your body is rejecting it, it would do more damage than good to get it out. So you can imagine I was like, uh, Shit. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> and so I kept getting this like sh like debilitating sharp shooting pain. I'd be grocery shopping and all of a sudden I would like peel over because I get this like crazy sharp pain. And I thought, well, it's too low to be appendicitis. You know, it's it's kind of around this area. It's around the same area as the hernia. Maybe I need to go see a gynecologist. And so I go through this whole rigmarole of getting set up with a specialist. I'm not sure how it is in the States, but in Canada, like you have to go to your doctor to get referred to the specialist. You get on the wait list, you wait like six months or whatever. And so I finally got in to see this gynecologist and she uh, was so sweet. And she said, you know what, let's do, let's do a pap smear. You have a history of about four years of um, abnormal paps. Let's do a pap smear and just see uh, what, what we find. We'll just see. And so she does this pap smear and um, this is in tangent with how I'm coming to the PCOS. I promise I'm getting to the point, but she does this pap smear and it comes back with precancerous cells on my cervix. And she's like, listen, we got to do this surgery. Like you have to have surgery in your cervix or you're going to have cancer in two years. So holy shit. Yeah. That was a big pill to swallow. And my fiance and I were in Spain at the time when I got the email about the surgery. So I was just like, Oh my God, like just beside myself. I really truly was beside myself along the same time of me getting this news about this surgery. I was going for ultrasounds, you know, according to what she had suggested, because I was still getting the sharp shooting pain and she couldn't find anything. So she goes, okay, you need to go get ultrasounds. Well, Kels, I don't know how many women listening to this have had this exact same experience, but I went for one, two, three, and finally on the fourth ultrasound, because I had to self-advocate because every time I went for the ultrasound, they said nothing was there. There's nothing wrong. It's in your head. 
it's all normal. I was like, no, this is not in my head. This debilitating pain is not normal. So I started to track it and I noticed that it fell during my ovulation week. And so I decided to book the fourth ultrasound where they were so annoyed with me. I booked the fourth ultrasound during my ovulation week. And lo and behold, when the tech looked at my um, graph, he was like, oh, you have a classic string of pearls, you know, cysts on your ovaries. You have PCOS. Well, that makes sense. And I'm like, yeah, it does make sense. I've been trying to tell you this for the last year and a half of these stupid appointments. Anyways, that was last uh, year, last March. And since then, I have completely uh, dove into cyclical living. You know, the last couple of years, for sure, learning to tune into my body. But since last spring, especially, I literally live my life according to my cycle. And I'm so proud to say that as somebody who lives with PCOS, I fully manage it with lifestyle. And I know that there are different options for different people. You can do different like hormonal techniques. You can have surgery. If you can actually believe this, one of the um, suggestions from your medical doctor would be to just have kids. If you just have kids, your symptoms will go away. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's not irresponsible, you know, or they'll say like, yeah, you should have one of your ovaries removed, the ovaries with the cysts. And Are I'm you like, kidding me? That's no, something they suggest. I'm not joking. When my doctor called me last spring and again, like she's just doing her job. I'm not coming after her at all. She's doing what she's been taught to do, but it's super outdated. She said, you can have kids right now because otherwise you might not be able to have them. You can go on hormone therapy you know, which has a whole other host of, um, effects. yeah. Or you can have your ovary removed. And I was like, I'm not going to do any of those three things. I'm going to continue using lifestyle, you know, using meditation and herbal supplements and movement that works for my body and limiting the um, foods that exacerbate symptoms and cause inflammation. And I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing because this is the healthiest and happiest that I've been yet, you know, throughout this whole journey. And then I just had flashbacks to her prescribing birth control. And I was like, you know what, this one I'm going to take on my own. I'm good. (laughs) And so here I am. I am literally thriving with PCOS. Does stuff still come up? Totally. Do I still get some cysts around my period? Totally. Do I still deal with food sensitivities and, you know, um, mood swings? Totally. But I'm so freaking in tune with my body now. And I'm so hyper aware of what's going on that I can tell you the exact day that I'm going to get the, the debilitating cramps. So I know exactly which day I need to, you know, swap my schedule and, um, well not plan something for that day or those four days leading up in the first place. And then that's what this program is about. So that's kind of what led me to doing this work and getting into, you know, knowing my flow and teaching other women to do the same. It's really important. I had to fight tooth and nail through the medical system and finally figured out all of my stuff through the last, what, 15 years and uh, just reading so many different books and listening to podcasts and self-advocating and self-studying and self-experimenting. Uh, it's led me here. That's amazing. That is so cool. Who, what kind of books have you been reading that helped you like study and prepare for like creating this? Like what were your influential influences? Totally. There's some, oh, there are so many incredible women out there doing work like this and in a much greater capacity than I am. And I'm much more um, like many of them are registered doctors and nutritionists and that kind of thing, which is so beautiful because then they have that uh, public, you know, ability to, I don't know. Isn't that funny? It's almost like just a public authority of like, if they know the medical terms and all of a sudden there's way more trust transferred. Yes, absolutely. But I will say that the women that I work with, they appreciate so much the life experience and having read all of these different books. So, okay, what are the resources I can suggest? Number one, Taking Charge of Your Fertility is a book by Dr. Tony Weschler. 
absolutely recommend that one is so so key and that one really teaches you about fertility awareness method or the fam method which um i practice it's how you it's a natural birth control method that's like 99 (laughs) percent effective no hormones needed and it's where you take your basal body temperature in the morning under your tongue and you also chart cervical fluid and we could talk about cervical fluid in this because girl i'm going to tell you something most i want to learn so much about this yeah i need need to learn about this and this is all in the program so i'm so excited i'm jazzed i'm jazzed that we're talking about this so that book taking charge of your fertility for sure uh woman code by Alyssa Vitti. that one is fantastic she also wrote in the flow um, actually another book that really heavily influenced me, uh, and it was one of the first ones that I read when I really started to clue into this was do less by Kate Northrup. And I really enjoyed that one because it was less about the biology and it was a more about your energy and the moon and how that ties in. And so that's where I started learning about how the moon impacts our cycles. Fun fact, the moon actually has a very, very, very consistent 29, 29 and a half day cycle. And the energy that comes with each of the new waxing, full and waning moon directly, like literally directly correlates to the four energies of menses, follicular, ovulation and luteal. It's so cool. So even if you don't bleed, even if you don't have a menses, you still can track your energetic cycle according to what phase the moon is in. And you can start to learn more about yourself in that way. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. I had a friend that she would always call it her moon cycle. She's like, I started my moon today and I loved it so much that I adapted that and started to call it that as well. Mm-hmm. And okay. So, but if you're on hormonal birth control, it, you don't sync up with the moon cycles, right? Cause it's, it's being artificially like so you would still sync up with the moon cycles ish. If you're on artificial birth control or hormonal birth control, you don't have a true period. You have a pill bleed and you don't actually have a true ovulation either, which is really, really important for your body to be able to have that full cycle. You know, it's like if all of a sudden in nature, we just didn't have winter one year, like it would throw everything off. You need to, it's the yin and the yang. You need to have this full seasonal cycles in order for it to you know, achieve homeostasis and, and um, harmony. Mm-hmm. And so hormonal, hormonal birth control uh, doesn't allow you to have the same hormonal flux. So you won't be as in tune with your body in that way. Because for me personally, like you can feel when you're approaching ovulation, like you're feeling juicy and you're feeling confident and you want to get out there and you might be like putting on outfits that you're like, when did, was the last time I wore this? But I feel good today. Like you might be gyrating your hips on your Instagram stories. <laughs> But that being said, that doesn't mean that if you're on hormonal birth control that you don't have an energetic cycle. You totally do. There's still like, I have so many women who've been messaging me this last week or two and they're like, oh my God, I listened to your podcast on this. You know, my last episode was my workshop on Know Your Flow. And they said, I have an IUD and I didn't realize that even though I don't get a period, I do still totally have an energetic cycle. There is a week during the month that I feel more tired and more inward, you know, and I feel like eating more grounding foods. So it definitely still is an energetic uh, thing and you still do have a cycle, even if you are on hormonal birth control, it just, the impact on your body is different. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. That is so cool. Okay. So walk us through what some of those cycles are. Cause I love that analogy that you said, like how if winter didn't come one year, how that would affect the world, you know, mm-hmm. as far as the seasons and the dependency on all of it. So can you walk me through those four cycles that we go through? Yeah, absolutely. And I will preface it too. If you, for anybody who's visual, I teach this. Um, I know a lot of women use like, they'll use a circle or they'll use something cyclical for me personally, the best visual that I have um, come up with while learning all of this stuff is a wave. Okay. So you just have a, a singular wave and it's coming up and it peaks 
and then it drops and it falls back in and it comes up and it peaks and then it drops. And what we do when we start to live according to our cycle and live, you know, in tune with our bodies instead of at war against them is your waves start to be less <laughs> storm-like you know you have you have more of a consistent flow um rather it's not than, the perfect storm <laughs> no it's not like these like huge swells and then freaking drowning crashes you know which is that's what some that's what my period felt yeah. like post pill it felt like these like huge swells and then all of a sudden I was so down that I was drowning and that's that's a lot of women's realities you know whether on birth control or not but when we start to live according to our cycles, you know, of which there's four phases, when we start living according to these cycles, you can, not only do you get to better know yourself, but your life becomes so much easier because you know what to expect and kind of what's coming. And then you can relax and zoom out and you're not as hyper worried about, oh my God, I feel off today. I'm not as productive. You know, why don't I feel like doing this? Let me just drink some more coffee and, you know, grind and hustle and push through this. Instead, if you know how to tune into your flow and how to tune into your, you know, phases, you're, you might go, oh, right, I'm in the last stage of my luteal, like my energy is really low and I think I just need to take a nap today. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. I could actually schedule that other stuff for in two or three days time, you know, or yeah. next week. That's so, so important. That's so huge too. Because I remember before I started tracking my period, there'd be situations like that where it was almost like fear of depression because I've experienced depression before where I was like, oh, why do I feel like this? Oh my God, am I getting, am I getting depressed? You know, yeah. where it's like this unknown. And so being able to look and see, oh, this is actually normal. My hormones have just dropped. Oh, okay. I'm get allowed. To, it's a permission slip. It totally is. And it's like you said, like if you've experienced depression or anything like, or any kind of mental health issue before, which we, you and I both totally have, it can be really easy to automatically reach for something to comfort, to reach for something to numb, to cope with, because that's our automatic response is, oh, this is really uncomfortable. I'm scared of this thing. Let me just reach for food, booze, weed, overworking, social media, sex, whatever. Like, let me just reach for this thing to try to numb out this, this feeling. And when you tune into your cycle, you can, like I said, you can relax into it. You can go with your flow. I'm just going to keep coming back to this wave analogy because you will understand, oh, this is what's happening in my body. And you will have a deeper understanding and respect for your body. And Kels, honestly, it's really freaking hard to hate something that you're taking such good care of. So I will tell you um, about the four phases. And I'm actually going to also correlate it to the moon just for the women who maybe don't have um, a menses cycle, if that's cool. We can go into that. Okay. Awesome. So we're going to start with menses. Menses is your winter. Okay. And we're starting with menses because day one of your cycle is actually day one that you um, bleed. Okay. Winter. Let's just think about this, you know, on a, on a real like logical, simple level during winter. What do you feel like? You feel like being warm and cozy, right? You feel like grounding, warming foods. Think like stews and pasta and soups and that kind of thing, right? You're not probably eating a bunch of fresh salads in winter, probably <laughs> I'm just going on a limb here when you're in your winter when you're in your menses you feel inward you might not want to engage socially during this week you might not feel like showing up on social media this week this is part of that so if you're sitting there and you're listening and you're going oh my god yeah there totally is a time during the month where I don't feel like seeing anybody I feel like curling up in my sweatpants eating some vegan mac and cheese and like binging on a Netflix series you know like you're not being lazy. Your energetic cycle is that you need to rest. <laughs> rest is productive. And so when we can start to tune into our winter and really um, assist ourselves in having a beautiful winter, it, I don't know, it just becomes that much more enjoyable. 
Okay. So during winter, the same energy of this like low, slow um, rest energy, it correlates with the new moon. So if it's, it was just a new moon actually on April 11th when we were recording this. So the new moon energy is like, set your intentions, plant your seeds, right? And this is the same energy that we have during our winter. (coughs) Excuse me. And it's like darker when it's the new moon because it you know, is. kind yep. of like that winter feeling a little dark, more reflective, introspective. I call it like the input. It totally, <clears throat> sorry, it totally is. And like you said, I love that you brought that up because again and again, I'm going to refer to the seasons, the cycles. Like, okay, let me just real quick squirrel brain over here. We have four seasons. We have winter, spring, summer, fall. During your day, we have midnight, 6 a.m., noon, 6 p.m. There are literally seasons within each day, each week, each month, each season, each quarter. Like everything is cyclical. Nature and us, we are nature. So it makes sense that we also abide by this, but we try to override it. Okay, so that's winter. Winter is your, uh, your menses or your new moon energy, right? Your rest and recharge, rest and receive. And also a really quick side note about winter, you are losing so much Uh, water you're actually burning upwards of 300 calories when you have a period so there's a reason why you feel tired your body is actually working very hard you know and you need to um, up some supplements like like iron and uh, your b vitamins and that kind of thing and magnesium you might even find yourself craving like a hamburger during your period or pre-period and you might not even be a meat eater but you're like oh i kind of could go for a burger right now or something that's your body calling for iron that's what that is so it's just it's intuitive it totally knows after menses which is where i'm at right now i move into spring we move into this follicular phase oh spring is like (sighs) i can breathe you know it's fresh it's it's new beginnings when you're in your uh, follicular phase you feel like like brainstorming, like starting new things. You know, you might want to start a new workout program or try something new in that way. You might want to start a new project. You might want to, um, yeah, like start brainstorming what's going to work for you. The things that you set in that uh, menses in that winter, the intention that you set during that new moon energy. Now this is coming into, you know, our waxing moon energy, which is new beginnings and planning and starting and initiating. I love the follicular phase so much. This is like the midway up the wave. And this is also when your estrogen starts to peak and climb, right? As you approach ovulation. The one thing I will say about the follicular phase is after you come out of menses or winter, you get really excited that you have all this energy and you might want to go ham. (laughs) Don't push yourself too hard during follicular because that you'll burn out really quick. So just like the wave, you want to ride it. You know, if you are familiar with surfing, you want to just really lean into and allow yourself to um, ride the wave, you know, go with your flow. And I think it just helps us unclench and it helps us really to relax into, okay, like for this next, whatever, two to 10 days, this is how I'm going to feel depending on the length of your cycle. So then after follicular, we move into ovulation, which is, I don't know about you, my favorite. It's my favorite. But I also respect that without winter, I wouldn't appreciate ovulation as much. So it is the yin-yang and you need both in order to experience any of it, right? So we move into ovulation, which is summer. Your body is literally looking for something to help it make a baby. Like your body's like, ooh, I am juicy. I am ready. I am here. Like, see me. (laughs) Embrace me. And so you get this beautiful 
do energy. You get this beautiful, you know, be visible energy. If you work on social media, this is a really beautiful time to record some reels, to write some content, to make some live videos, to make new connections. If you're dating, plan your first date for during your ovulation. (laughs) Just do yourself that favor. Ovulation is so fun and fresh. And it is your summer, like I said, and this is also the same energy as the full moon. And you might notice that when there's a full moon, sometimes like people get a little cray. Well, we are made up of mostly water, you know, and the things that we do know about how the the moon impacts us, there's so much more to know, I'm sure. But the things that we do know is that because we are made up of mostly water, just as the moon affects the tides, you start to see where I got this wave analogy from, just as the moon starts to affect the tides, you know, so does it to affect us and our water-based bodies. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is where, this is the flow of all of it. So if you don't have a menses cycle, but you, you know, find yourself in this like full moon energy, this is how you can start to track. Okay. I'm in my, I'm in my full moon right now. And it's a literal full moon out. This is my like confident outgoing summertime Mm -hmm. energy. After summer, naturally, you know, think about a plant, think about a flower. We have our seed, we have our sprout, we've blossomed, and now we're withering. Luteal is like that. Luteal is your winterize the cabin energy. It's your get shit done energy. It's your focus and completion energy, right? This is a really good time to uh, look at like the metrics and analytics in your business or on your social media. This is a really good time for you to organize your space, like clean, literally clean up a drawer or put away whatever papers and clothes and stuff you have around your room. This is you getting ready for your rest and recharge week. Luteal phase is also quite literally premenstrual. And so if you suffer from PMS, like I do in a pretty intense way, this is the time when you really want to take care. So, you know, in the program, I actually interview a certified holistic nutritionist and uh, in it, she talks about how you can be nice to future you, which I love. I love this concept. And she really spoke to, you know, in, in ovulation, if you know you're in this like ovulation or full moon energy, you can meal prep some things for luteal you. You know, you can make some stuff so that luteal you is better taken care of. If you're like me and four days before your period, like clockwork, you have a good cry, you feel irritable and you start craving certain foods. You can start, you know, make yourself some healthier options of these things that are going to give your body the same nutrients that it's craving, but maybe in a more supportive manner. Like, I love that so much. It's so important. And it's so easy once you tune in, you're like, oh, okay, you know, I'm really going to just pay attention to how much caffeine I have this week. Because I notice, you know, because I've been tracking, because, I, I, because I've been, you know, documenting and journaling about my journey like this, I notice that the caffeine actually might not be serving me. It might actually be exacerbating my cramps. Oh, I might need to support myself with maybe some herbal teas during this week, or maybe I switched to green tea or decaffeinated coffee for the week or dandelion tea or something, you know, just for that week or just for a few days that week and just have a little less caffeine and just doing these small, subtle shifts. You don't have to freaking override everything. Just doing these small, subtle shifts serves you in such a big way. And I will say also that during luteal, if you are prone to irritability, and mood swings. I call that the shadow week. I'm like, that's the week of the shadow work because it's like all the shit comes up. And there was a while where I always wanted to quit my business. Like when I had it, like for the first two years of my business, it would be like, oh shit, I'm going to start my period because I feel like quitting. I feel like I can't do this. This is too big. Like I, and I was like, oh, okay. No decisions the next couple of days. (laughs) And I reflect that a hundred percent. Brandon, my fiance, he would always joke. He's like, okay, you're going to try to revamp everything in your business. You don't need to. It's everything's great. Just 
Just take God a God bless grounded men. <laughs> he is so water, man. He is so water and I'm so fire. Like it's just, we, we help each other. He helps me. I great. love that. That's so awesome. <laughs> okay. So you're moving into this fall, this autumn you're moving into this like slow down energy and you want to just start to serve yourself in the slow down energy. And if you just take a second and listen to your body and really ask her, okay, what do you need right now? You will get the answers. You will get the answers. I had an exact, um, an example of this. So pre, it was like the day, the day or two before my period, we had already had supper. It was an early supper. So I was still kind of snacky later on. And I was like, man, I could really go for some vegan mac and cheese. Like I got a box in the pantry it would take two minutes to make this. Like maybe I'll just make this little snack. This could be yummy right now. I'm kind of craving carbohydrates. And I took out the box and I looked at it and, you know, I know myself well enough. I was just like, okay, do you actually want to eat this? Do you actually want to eat this? Just take two seconds. Just take a breath. What do you, what do you want? What do you actually want? You know? And I realized, ah, I probably make this. And then I take two bites and then the rest of it would kind of just be habitual eating. It would, it's not a hunger thing. I'm just choosing this because I'm, you know, a little uncomfortable with some period cramps. I feel a little cravy right now. So what could I choose instead? What do I actually want? And because I took that literally like three breaths, I just asked myself, what do I want? I ended up having a little dish of coconut yogurt with some blueberries and some walnuts instead. And honestly, it satiated whatever I was looking for, whatever nutrients my body was like, yo, we need some of that. I found it in my fridge in a different form. Not that mac and cheese is bad by any means, like enjoy it when you're enjoying it. But if you just take those two seconds and those three breaths to really ask yourself, is this what I want? Mm -hmm. You can find what serves you. You really can. And um, so much of what we do, like, you know, it's all habit. That's so true. That's so true. Especially with like the eating. Cause I've had definitely the times around my period where I'm just like, I just want, like I'm searching for a satisfaction through it. And I was shocked that the meditation and the mindfulness affected the eating. Yes. And so it's so cool that you use that example of like slowing down, taking a few breaths because it is like an autopilot thing where it's like almost this, response of just like trying to be busy, especially when we aren't feeling quote unquote productive with things with work. It's like, I want to quote unquote, do something I'm going to eat. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm so glad that you brought that up. Is that kind of how it correlates with why you do like you're teaching the meditation and then also stuff around like health and wellness? Is that where the correlation is? Well, it's so, okay, this is why I'm teaching it in the way that I do and why I'm so excited about the way that I put this Snow Your Flow program together because you can geek out on all the biology, you know, and there is that aspect within the program. Like I said, I do have that interview with, with the certified nutritionist, but like that's important. Sure. Okay. Food, supplements, lifestyle, those kind of things, they influence and impact greatly. I shared my story with PCOS. Like I manage my PCOS through those things, 100% for sure. But... <laughs> I think for most women, just understanding and respecting that you have a, an energetic cycle in the first place is so important. And I know that most women wage war on their bodies for most of their lives. And this is an opportunity, you know, and the thing that I'm most passionate about and my little zone of genius is helping you get to know you on a better level so that you actually learn to trust yourself. You learn to make peace with your body. And because you're using the daily journal, you know, I've got a daily journal with the program where you have reflection questions in the morning, in the evening, three, and then you're tracking, you're tracking, what did I eat? How did I feel? Did I move water, poop, gratitude? Like you're tracking these very specific things. Where am I at in my cycle? What's my cervical fluid doing? 
that help you get to know your body in a more intimate level. And like I said before, it's so hard to hate something you're taking such good care of. So for me, yes, the biology and science of it is really important. We satisfy our, you know, our logical mind with that. But I also have within the program really important aspects like, you know, forgiveness and, you know, a healing, a body healing meditation. Healing is not linear. And for anybody that's, you know, dealt with chronic illness or invisible illness in their body, you know, or mental, yeah, mental illness, you know, you know that it's not linear and you can feel like you're making great progress. And then all of a sudden you're taking two steps back. And so I talk to that in the program. I talk about the emotional vibrational scale, you know, how to really truly harness your emotions because we are powerful and emotions are just energy in motion. So there absolutely is the biological side, but I know, you know, you're grinning right now because you love that side too. We love, and it's so important to also talk about and, you know, um, address the spiritual, emotional um, side of which like our body mind connection is not separated. It's not possible to separate. So in the program itself, there are three modules and I'm just going to share that real quick because it goes with what we're talking about here. Module one is called get out of your head. And it's literally that it's the, the self-forgiveness piece, the healing piece, um, the meditation piece, the, uh, you know, emotional energetic scale piece. Module two is get into your body. This is where we're talking about the movement, the supplement, the food, the actual, like what's going on in your body, you know, during the different phases of a cycle and that kind of thing. And then the third module is learn to go with your flow. And it's really, truly applying and implementing all of this, starting to use the daily journal, starting to notice patterns, using the weekly reflection questions, and really just getting to know yourself on that deeper, more intimate level. Oh my gosh. I just, bravo, congratulations for creating this, for channeling this, for putting all of your research and information that has supported you into an accessible course. Seriously, everything that you're saying is so in alignment with everything that I believe in, that I really truly believe women need. And it's so cool that you're teaching this to where it is a, um, uh, still applicable for whether women are on birth control or not. Um, because some people are still in transition of like, they've started to learn how much birth control affects us. But the truth is we've been raised in a system that promotes it. So it's, it's being okay with the awareness of like, Oh, maybe I want to get off of it, but allowing us to each individually be in our own process and Mm -hmm. having complete love and acceptance for that process. And so, um, I'm so glad that you've created this and that we're able to talk about this because it's so important. Oh my gosh. It super is. And I will share too, one of the other interviews that I have in the program itself is with a fertility awareness educator and she's freaking fantastic. And we talk about, you know, how to actually track and chart your cycle using the fertility awareness method, as well as cervical fluid and natural birth control. And, you know, like how to effectively do these things if that's what you choose to do, if you choose to switch from regular hormonal birth control to this other method. And, you know, I'm okay. Saying, yes. Yes. Okay, after, okay. after whatever you're saying, I want to hear all about that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I'm, I want to share a little bit about cervical fluid if you're cool with it, because I feel Please. like this is something that this is one of those subjects that doesn't get talked about. And somebody listening is going cervical fluid. Like, is she really, are are you really going there? Are you really talking about this right now? Well, two episodes ago, the um, June Sindesi actually brought it up where she's so much with her, her partner that he's like, he's like, how are we doing today? Is it sweet or sour? Like, (laughs) so I don't actually know that much about it. Like I'm very new to learn like, 
And it's more so too that like I'm in a relationship now. So tracking my fertility is extra important because I haven't been on birth control in years. And so I'm as well learning about this because I mean, I'm excited to one have one day have babies, but I very much plan on not being planned. Yes, (laughs) you can here. Okay. Here's the crazy shit. So we are raised, you know, you learn sex ed in school and you might learn, okay, girls, you're going to have a period probably once a month, maybe if it comes. And then the second thing you're going to learn is if you have sex, you'll get pregnant. Close the book. That's sex ed. That's not how it works. (laughs) It's not how it works. Like our bodies are quite literally this miraculous symphony of, oh my God, if you knew, if you just knew like the chemical, you know, reactions that were happening and all the different things that have to happen in order for your body to even produce an egg in the first place. And then for it to get, you know, um, fertilized by a sperm, like it's just, it's crazy. It's so freaking cool when you start to learn about this. And we are done such a disservice by learning that about our body. And then case closed, we don't learn anything else. And so most girls grow up and, you know, you have certain times of the month where you might have this like secretion or this like discharge in your underwear. And you're like, uh, do I have a yeast infection? Like, am I, am I sick? What is this? Why do I have this stuff in my underwear? That's cervical fluid. <laughs> That's indicative of a healthy, fertile vagina for the record. And we don't learn this. And you can even get as detailed as like the shape of it in your underwear, the shape of this fluid and the kind of mark that it makes in your underwear, if it's more rectangular, it's a little less fertile. If it's circular and a little bit more watery, like leaves a little bit of a, you know, a greater mark, that's more fertile. Wow. And so, I know. So you start to learn these patterns about yourself and you can, you pee, everybody pees, right? So when you pee, you can just wipe after you urinate and then take a piece of toilet paper and wipe front to back and you can check. And at certain times of your cycle, you will have a like, you know, raw egg white, like stick or kind of creamy watery type cervical fluid that means that you are approaching ovulation or have ovulated and you will only have that for a few days of your cycle and then right after ovulation it dries up really quick and then there won't be anything you know and um, everybody's a little bit different but once you start to chart this and you start to track like okay this is what my cervical fluid was doing at this point in the month here's when I got my period here was day one through whatever and then it dried up and then here was the consistency you start to see these patterns you start to know your flow and like I said it's just this new level of intimacy with yourself it's really beautiful and you start to see yourself not as this like dirty bad (laughs) being but this gorgeous vibrant healthy, fertile flower that you are really, truly. Oh, that's so beautiful because we have been raised with so much shame around it just being gross, you know, like that's definitely something over the past couple of years that has come up of all of these different stories of like, oh, that's where shame came from. You know, Mm -hmm. even just the littlest of things of like cleaning my underwear because blood got in it in high school and my mom being like, always use cold water. It'll get the blood out. And then she's like, but you better not leave it out because your dad will freak out if he sees that Mm. bloody underwear in the sink you know where it's like she didn't mean any harm by it she's just like we hide those things from men and that was the status quo back then um but if anything from that all the way to hey what's your cervical fluid like the more Mm. we normalize this the more that shame doesn't have any place around it Mm. um And I'm so grateful that you're sharing that. That's so interesting because it is sometimes it's a thin line sometimes it's like a little drop like that's so Sometimes cool. It's like kind of sticky and you're like, what is going on? But you can really, and too, like you can see if there's actually like cause for 
concern if it's different than that. You can see if you've got some kind of infection going on if it's different than that. And, you know, one of those books that um, Tickling Charge of Your Fertility, that one's got some really good graphics in it too that kind of teach. Because I feel like visual, we are very visual people. But I wanted to touch really quick on what you said about, you know, being in a partnership. Sharing this information with your partner is so key. It's so key, you know, because, okay, I'll give myself as an example, personal example. He knows the exact days that I am weepy. You know, it's one day. (laughs) It's one or two days, maybe. I have one real good cry. It's like a real heavy, intense, you know, from the depths of my soul cry. And he, he gives me space and he gives me a hug and I cried out and then, you know, I'm good. And he knows that there's a couple days in there, like two days before, where I'm a little extra irritable and he might say something and I might get a little triggered, but he knows. And so he practices extra patience, you know? And so we have this tandem where we, we understand that, you know, I am woman and with my feminine nature, I am the storm. <laughs> I, we are the storm, you know, feminine nature is wavy. <laughs> it is flow. Feminine nature is flow. Masculine energy is very like solid. And you yeah. Know, oh my gosh. I told my boyfriend, I was like, you're my flagpole and I'm the flag. And he's like, what do you, <laughs> he's like, what? I was like, you're strong, steady, dependable, stable. I was all, and I'm wavy, flowy. And yeah, all over the place. It's like that guy outside, you know, those blow up things outside of the car. <laughs> but that was the analogy that I felt just fit so well. I was like, you're the flagpole. I'm the flag. Yeah. You keep me attached. I'm not blowing in the wind. <laughs> it's the truth. And it's beautiful because again, it goes back to like the yin yang, the masculine feminine. And again, like that's not a gender thing. That's an energy thing. And so when we're talking about tuning into energy, well, I mean, if you're listening to Kelsey's podcast, you know all about this, but you know, as a feminine dominant being, you're going to experience feminine dominant you know flow and that is how you start to learn to really maximize and optimize your feminine optimum your feminine flow is by paying attention to your cycles by paying attention to your you know signs and symptoms and patterns because frick man we can only connect the dots looking back we can't connect them looking forward and our brain does this thing to try to protect us where we forget you know, we selectively forget very important little pieces that we, and our lives are busy. We otherwise wouldn't pick up on these things. But if you keep a daily journal, like the one that I give you in, a, in the Know Your Flow program, and you start to track, you know, what did I eat? How am I feeling? What's my skin doing? How was I feeling emotionally? How was my sexual energy that day? You can look back and you can go, oh, like pretty consistently on like day 18 or 19 of my cycle, like I feel great. I feel this way. That's a really good day for me to crush some work stuff. And then you can start to live your life according to this because you start to schedule your life according to your cycle and not the other way around. And for me, that's been the most impactful thing. It's like, I can look ahead, you know, this program launch, (laughs) it's not an accident that I'm doing this program launch during my ovulation week. It's not an accident that I'm doing all of these different like interviews and, and um, guest speaking things and all the marketing stuff during my follicular and ovulatory weeks. Like I know myself well enough to know that my two like most outward parts of my my cycle, the two phases that are me outward are follicular and ovulation. If I was doing this during luteal and menses, I mean, I'd be fucked. (laughs) Yeah. Girl. And that's like one of the reasons why I really wanted to, like highlight this course because I have, I do the same thing. Like I only do podcast interviews during my ovulation week, you know, Mm -hmm. and the follicular because it's, it feels, it allows me to 
float downstream instead of trying to swim upstream. And it's also like being someone who is like recovering perfectionist, you know, of like, I've learned how to speak to myself kindly and be my friend. Um, but before understanding like my flow, it would be like, well, the comparison of self of like, well, why am I not feeling great when I was feeling? And it's almost like it's this massive permission slip when we learn about our flow. And Mm -hmm. so I'm so glad that you've created this course in a way that intertwine intertwines. Is that the right word that Mm -hmm. combines the, the mindfulness spirituality side with also some of the science stuff of like, this is what's going on with the body. And this is how you can track it. Like, I'm so excited for our people to have access to this. I am too. And I think like you said, the permission slip is so key because, you know, we live in a world that's dominated by this 24 seven clock. And as women or people who have a more, you know, feminine dominant, we don't abide by a 24 hour clock. We abide by about a 21 to 35 day clock, you know? And so when you show up every single day at work and you're expected to have the same level of productivity and the same level of energy and the same level, it's, we don't work like that. So trying to force yourself to be that is literally putting yourself out of alignment. And it's no wonder so many women are so sick. You know, it's no wonder so many women have dis-ease in the body because you are quite literally not programmed for that 24-7 clock. So like you said, when you start to tune into this, when you get to know your flow, you give yourself permission. And it's really truly for me, like you can zoom out and you can look ahead and you can go, okay, so here's actually what I want to be proactive about. I know that this day is going to be this. And I know that this day is probably going to be this around that day or two. So let me just schedule this or this or not schedule this or this in order to with the energy that I have, instead of trying to force myself into this freaking little box that is a 24 seven clock, it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And when you start to do that, you, you learn to rest and respect your body. Like it just, you start to become even more freaking productive and get more done in less time because you use your productivity hours to the, you know, max, you are very efficient in knowing when you're going to be productive. And so then if you actually apply that and do the thing, you know, when you're resting, you're resting. And when you're doing, you're doing work hard, rest hard, (laughs) please play hard. Play hard. Yeah. But it's, yeah, the rest and work. Oh my gosh. It is kind of funny because there's a girl that was doing a photo shoot and I was like, Ooh, photo shoot. That sounds fun. But I only like to do photo shoots during ovulation. I don't do them often. Right. I mean, it's like the few times I've done it and then I have photos to reuse, but I saw that she was doing it and I was like, let me look at the date. And I went and looked at the app that I used to track. And I was like, Oh, that's the week of my period. Sorry. I'm not going to be available that week. So I'm like, I'm going to feel puffy. And it's also too, like the, I embrace the bloat now. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you, did you, do you find that, that now that you've tracked it and that like, it's allowing yourself to love the cycle that's like, Ooh, look, my stomach's all bloated because my ovaries are working so much versus there being shame around it. Like I, I don't know that you experience that too, of like the bodily changes, it's easier to embrace them. I totally do. You know, and I like talk to my little belly when it's all bloated. I'm just like, Oh, you're so cute today. You're so soft. Let me just love you and put some friggin' hot water bottle on you. Cause you're kind of trying to ruin my life today. <laughs> And I'm like, fuck, like if I would have spent as much time as I did trying to be skinny, if I would have spent as much time studying this and getting to know myself on this level of intimacy and depth, my God, like I would have saved myself years of suffering, actual years of suffering. You know, when I've had this conversation, I have three younger sisters. I've had this conversation with all of them. Anytime they're like, oh shoot, I'm so bloated today. The first thing that I say is I say, where are you adding your cycle? And my one sister, sister, a few times, she was like, oh, you're right. I am approaching my period. Like, 
right. Okay. I'm in that week before my period. So this is when my body does that thing. And you could see it in her physiology, like her shoulders dropped. And she was like, Oh, this isn't because I'm gaining weight. This isn't because I'm like, you know, losing progress or anything. This is because my body is doing what it's supposed to do to support me in this beautiful cycle of fertility. Like this is for us. It's all for us. And it's a sign of health. Yes, it absolutely is. Oh, that's so cool. That's such a great question to be able to reflect on each time we feel some type of symptom. Where am I at in my cycle? Where am I at? Am I in summer, spring, winter, fall? Where am I at? (laughs) And a symptom is just that. It's just like, here's a little flag (laughs) showing you that something's up. And let me just look at what's the root thing, you know, underneath the symptom. So if you're finding yourself consistently getting, you know, cystic acne, or you find yourself consistently having these certain symptoms, like really intense breast tenderness the week before your period or, or whatever symptom it might be, maybe your symptom is that you have no period. That is a symptom that there is something to look at underneath of that. And it could be a variety of things. Everybody is different. Everybody's body is different. Um, but it's just, it's there for us to look at. And it's there as a, an attention, attention uh, payer too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So what does it look like if someone says yes and they decide to um, join Know Your Flow? What can they expect? How do they get the info? And I think there's you're kind of doing some things live for this first round, right? But then after that, they can still purchase it, but it it's self-studied. So can you kind of just give us the gist if someone were to say yes, what it would be like? Mm-hmm. I'm so thrilled. I'm so pumped. Like I told you about this whole sunshine energy. I don't know if you can feel this through the mic, but I'm coming at you with this <laughs> good juju. So when somebody says yes to the program, they follow the link in the show notes. They use your code because that's important. Saving money is fun. And this week when the podcast releases, I'm offering $25 off the program price just as a thank you for investing in yourself. And so when you join the program, you literally just click sign up. <laughs> And you invest, you know, a little bit into yourself. I will send you a welcome email. And what we're doing is uh, April 14th, sorry, April 19th. Today's April 14th. Monday, April 19th, we are starting a 30-day group coaching program going through the program. And what that's going to look like is for the first three weeks, okay, April 19th onwards, we're going to study. So is that included when they sign up for the course that they can be a part of those group calls? Okay, cool. And if you guys heard her say that, uh, there's if you guys use the code Kelsey25, you get $25 off the program, but that's only until the 21st, okay? So it looks like 14, 56. A week. Yeah, about a week. You have a week to be able to use this code as active to be able to get a discount. Yeah. So when they join the uh, 30-day group coaching program, you know, we're going to go through this program together. There's going to be a private Facebook group with this. We will have private Zoom coaching calls. And like I said, for the first three weeks, we're going to be going over one of the modules each week. So like I said, get out of your head is module one. Week one, we spend the time doing that. Week two, we go over, get into your body. And then week three, we go with your flow and we really start to implement. Week four is actually implementation week. And we don't have any calls that week. That's for you to really start to explore your body and your cycle and pay attention. And then we come back to a a final um, Zoom call and a final Q&A and really share experiences and what we learned and uh, go on from there. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So about four weeks beginning to end for the course. 
And I should say too, um, part of my background is I'm a certified lifestyle meditation teacher. And so I actually created 10 different guided meditations for this program as well. I have a feeling funky meditation, amazing. I have a moon time meditation, I have a walking meditation. Um, so all of these can support you, you know, as you use the daily journal that comes with the program and as you start to implement and, you know, connect with the group and, and, um, yeah, it, you use all of these different, I'm a very holistically minded person. You use these different elements and it really will support you and help you get to know your flow. I love that. So we get to do the mindfulness work. We get to know our flow and how it all correlates together. Yeah. Amazing. Marie, thank you so much. Is there anything that you would like to share um, additionally before we start to wrap up our episode today? Honestly, Kels, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for holding space for me to share about this passion project that I just feel in the depths of my soul is so important. You know, this program is everything I wish that I knew before I went through those years of suffering and isolation and loneliness and fear, you know, not understanding what was going on in my body. And when doctors are telling you that, you know, we need to cut pieces out of you and you need to take this and you might need to have your ovary removed and, and all these different things. And when you start having these intense symptoms, you know, with something like PCOS, you get scared. And so for me, I just wanted to say thank you because you, you know, allowing us to have this conversation today and sharing it with your audience, this is going to give somebody hope. This is going to give somebody healing. And I get emotional about it because this, like I'm, I got goosebumps right now. This is the thing I know I can feel the reason why I need to bring this up and out into the world is because some woman, some women out there need this as a catalyst to begin their healing journey, need this as a catalyst to get to know themselves, to learn to trust themselves instead of always looking to their doctor for the for the answers. And this will actually help you work in tandem with your life, you know? So I just wanted to say thank you. I love you. And um, I really appreciate you. Oh, I'm so happy you got to join. And I love you so much. I like to do something at the end of the show. Complete the sentence. <laughs> Self-love is... Self-love is self-awareness. Boom. Mic drop. Awesome. Thank you so much, Marie. Okay, you guys listening in right now in the show notes below, you can click the link to get more info on the Know Your Flow program. If you guys decide to join Marie in the live session, you guys will be getting additional group coaching calls, meeting other people in her community that are also um, learning how to attract and live cyclically. Um, and if you use the code Kelsey25, you get $25 off. I'm so excited. And if you guys love this episode, take a screenshot of your um, of whatever you're listening on, whatever platform you're listening on, take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag me and Marie so we can come and say hi to you as well because we love connecting with whoever is listening. And uh, I'm so happy that you got to join me. Oh, thank you so much. It's about time, right? We I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> First of many. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe and Marie Barker. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. <laughs>